going on? It's Angelo Lilac. I'm the founder and CEO of Modern Fitness, and I'm also the creator of the hashtag I am Team Effit Movement. And welcome to another episode of the Just Effit Podcast. Today we have a very special guest, one of our very own coaches, Mr. Jason Lanton. Jason, how are you doing today, brother? Good, good. How are you? Good, man. Good. I'm excited to have this um, to have this talk with you. And today we, Jason and I, worked out at the gym. And I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about this guy. So, one, he's a great dude. He's obviously a coach for Modern Fitness. But two. I've been in the fitness game for a little bit of time now, and there's a lot of people I've met, a lot of people that I've talked to, and there's very few people that I will talk to and they will impress me to the point where it's like, oh, I've never heard of that, or that was a really great perspective. And today, no lie, today, like when we were having a talk um, while we were at the gym this morning, Jason was spitting out some stuff from like, whoa, that's super interesting. And I'm like, well, I've never heard it phrase that way and i was like dude this is podcast stuff right here man this is podcast stuff right here so before we get into that jason why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself tell people what you do for modern fitness what you do for you know your your everyday living right now sure sure well i'm jason lanton uh i am the cfo of modern fitness and uh, i've been in healthcare for about 15 years i have a healthcare background and currently work in physical therapy and uh yeah, I mean, there's so much to say about what I do. I go back and think of all the things I've done, and we just have to go through it and just kind of break, so, break it down. Yeah, do you have done a lot? And I mean, other than healthcare, I mean, what what else do you do? Like, go ahead and tell people what else do you do at night. By by day, this guy's fixing your back and making sure you walk normal, and then by night, what what is? That? I mean, there's a lot of stuff. I guess uh, a lot of my passions relate to cars. I, I do work on my car and uh, I also bartend and work security at a bar. Um, uh, there's so much. I, I play the piano. Uh, I play by ear, which is uh, something that I've done ever since I was a child and, you know, kind of got out of the whole lessons and professional teaching of piano. So I want to do everything on my own and kind of self-taught with that. So I do a lot. I was not ready for that. I didn't know this dude played the piano. I'm like, man, the every, there's something that... This guy... Okay. What don't you do? <laughs> what don't you do? But we'll save that for another topic because I know like that, you, you, you got so many great skills. But I really want to focus in on how you got started in fitness. You used to compete um, in physique or bodybuilding? Uh, I did both. So it all started when... You know, I got into reading about bodybuilding, but wanted to actually compete. And that was a goal of mine at 25. Didn't happen. But I said before that I was the age of 30, I would definitely do it. So uh, I did a show when I was 29. And that was a bodybuilding show. It was an all-natural show. And I was a lightweight. And uh, I didn't want to be a lightweight. But you realize that going through these rigorous and hectic workouts and diets that uh you know i ended up being so light that i fit in the lightweight kind of category and for and for those who are not familiar what what category lightweight would fall into like what what Uh, is it for this show specifically i think it was 145 to 154 right Mm. around there so Mm. that's pretty light Mm. and one thing uh i don't know i don't think you mentioned it earlier but you're also i guess you're a scientist yeah, absolutely. 
It's funny because undergrad was so long ago. Um, yeah, I, I majored in biology and minored in chemistry. And uh, during one of my chemistry courses, we were offered a possibility for being published. And I created a chemical called 246-trimethoxybenzaldehyde. And uh, for only those who study organic chemistry would really know. And uh, essentially when it had to be remade so that it would be published, it never was able to be produced. And I never got published. But if you look it up now, someone made it, which means that my... <laughs> oh. Uh, my procedure was correct, and it was still a possible and viable chemical, which is now used for polymer plastics, I believe, and DNA probes and stuff. Cool stuff, though. That's ins- I remember, dude, when you were telling me about that, I was like, wait, what? So you're a bodybuilder who played the piano who just created plastic. Pretty much. That's... <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious with everything you've done, the bartending and all the different experiences, the cars and how do you, what's the connection you see with everything? Like with, with the cars and I mean, there's got to be some kind of connection that gives you that passion for cars at the same time gives you that passion to work out and that same thing to create this polymer plastic H2O. R2-D2. <laughs> no, no, it's a, it's a great question, and uh, I've never actually thought of that. But I feel like whenever it comes to any type of passion or any type of learning, there's this kind of motivation for me to learn how to perfect something or learn a specific skill and become a master at it. And I'm still, like, it's continuous with cars. Like, cars are something that... There's different engines, different components, different types of ways that things are engineered that's always new. So something that's always new and always, you know, kind of evolving, it's good to learn. And it it keeps me motivated to learn how to learn. So I guess that kind of goes with other aspects of what I like. Like piano, like that's constantly evolving. I'm learning how to learn a new song. I'm listening to something and I'm learning a new process on how to gauge which note that was versus another, which chord versus another. So it's this whole like drive for wanting to learn and finding a process and how to do it that kind of keeps me interested. And you know, like there's not enough things that I can't want to learn. There's so many things out there, you know? Mm. That's one of the things I noticed about you right off the bat is like your not just need, but your want to learn, to grow, like, you know, we'll bring up concepts in coaching or, you know, um, business and you just dive right into it. And, and to be completely honest with everyone listening here, like CFO, chief financial officer, that means Jason helps me make sure I'm not screwing up the business by burning all the money on unnecessary stupid <laughs> stuff. So we try, we try, we try, but, but Jason basically like the reason I asked him about it is cause he, I just know he will learn it and he doesn't have a background in accounting or that's not his like day to day thing. As you guys could hear, he, he works at a bar. Oh, sorry. He works at a bar and he, he freaking does healthcare and like finance is not really his strong point. 
Yeah, when I asked him, he's like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll learn it. And no, no, um, I was about to swear. Um, and I might have to switch the setting to explicit. After <laughs> I'm not sure. But uh, we'll see until we get in trouble. But no shit. I asked him to learn something. And the next week, he's like, all right, dude, when you want to talk about this stuff? I was like, what? He's like, accounting. I was like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> you learned it already? He's like, yeah, I talked to my friend. He taught me, blah, blah, blah. And then... The next week we met up and he, he he broke it down. I'm like, holy cow, this dude is a machine. He just wants to learn and it's awesome. It's awesome, man. It really is my pleasure to have you on this team and have you part of this whole, you know, um, 1,000 strong and Appreciate hashtag it. I am team effort movement, man. Because you, uh, you as well as the other coaches, man, are doing a huge, huge service for everybody out there. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, um... But going back to our gym session this morning, we hit on a lot of big topics. We really did, and I'm trying to remember them all. Like <laughs> One thing I, I, I really was interested in, and I think the people here uh, would definitely be interested in, interested in as well, was can you get into how you got into bodybuilding and, and the, the magazine thing about how you know, you saw it, you were at the dentist's office. Oh, so it all started, I guess I was really young. I must have been eight or nine years old, and uh, I was at a dental office, and you know how they have, like, the magazines just spread across the table, and I'm looking at them, and I was like, let's see, which one should I get? And I see this guy sitting in the corner, and he had glasses on, he's reading this bodybuilding magazine, and this big guy up front posing, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to wait for that magazine. I wait for him to be finished. And I waited and I waited and waited. And the guy took off. I was like, he stole the magazine. <laughs> and I was like, and I thought about you it. turd. <laughs> I thought about it. And, and maybe after a month or two, I was like, wow, that was his. You know, he yeah. brought his own magazine. He's a bodybuilder and he's just really into it. Now that I think of it, he's a big guy. And yeah, and then after that, it's just like, wow, I need to see these magazines. And I would go to Whitehead Pantry and sit there and look at the magazines nothing i could afford at the time and i was just i just got really into bodybuilding and how these people were able to sculpt their bodies the way they wanted to you know these are like superheroes to me and, and essentially you look at superheroes and they're they're built this way and they're drawn this way in comic books and it's it was an amazing thing for me and it still oh. is mm. still is real quick hold that thought real yeah. quick for for our listeners who don't know what White Hand Pantry is, because I don't think they're around anymore, right? They're not? Definitely not. No, I don't think so. Well, you, tell Hand? real quick, what is White Hand Pantry? <laughs> That's White, old school, man. White Hand is like school. the old school 7-Eleven. Yeah. If you know what 7-Eleven is, then uh, you must, I don't know, they're in every country. So yeah, I'm pretty sure. you yeah. you got to know 7 They were the OG. It was an when old you, convenience store. Yeah, dude. <laughs> You said Whitehead Pantry right away. I'm like, ooh, damn. Like, oh, I haven't heard of Whitehead in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> in a long, but I didn't know they sold magazines. Right? Yeah, they sold magazines. I had them right up front. <laughs> oh, damn. Okay, so. You're busy looking at the candy? Yeah, I was looking at, I was looking at the candy mail. I was like, mm, mm, is mama going to buy me that today <laughs> or what? <laughs> but, okay, so let's go back to Whitehead. You get to Whitehead, you get to... Your brother buys the magazines, right? Uh, my brother ended up getting a subscription to the magazines, and that was just something that I always read. And uh, my brother taught me a lot about bodybuilding, and on top of that, I read all the magazines that he had. So mm. ever since I was a kid, I'm watching, and I'm reading, and I'm looking at all these different workout programs and plans, and I started to kind of experiment with it because we had a home, like 
small uh, workout set of weights, uh, you know, in the basement. And uh, that's what I did and tried all these different principles and understanding different workout splits. And I was, it was such a young age and it may or may not have been beneficial, but I got exposed to that very young and, and yeah, it got me to where I am today. Not that big. Look at me. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. So when we were working out right after you were telling me that whole thing, you, you went into Arnold. You were talking about Arnold, and it was really interesting about how you explained how he used mind-muscle connection. I think when people see and hear, uh, especially if you've been around like a whole bodybuilding um, community for a little bit, you'll hear mind-muscle connection, right? And most people, like some people who I've talked to about it, they're like, yeah, I don't know. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. it's... I think it's real. I definitely like you when you look and you like you you're like for example you're gonna do a bicep curl and you look at your bicep and just like recruiting as many muscle fibers as you can. Mm -hmm. You went into an interesting story about how um, Arnold did some of that stuff and you know for for those I've never heard you know why don't you you know share that that piece? Most definitely. Like even reading back from Arnold back in the day, Arnold Schwarzenegger. For those of you that don't keep up with bodybuilding or don't know him in general. So Terminator, Terminator. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> he had this philosophy that he can grow his muscles just by concentrating on them, and I think this is one of the things that I believe made him one of the greatest bodybuilders today. When he was would do a concentration curl, he would focus on the growth of his muscle while he contracted, and basically thought of mountains growing and growing as he was building that peak. So. With that connection, he thought and believed that him understanding that that connection of the mountain with his muscle, that was causing, and you know, that was his main reason for growth. Not even the contraction. It was just that mind connection for him thinking that that's how you grow. When he lifted weights over his head, he said, I lifted, I envisioned lifting trophies. And when curling, I envisioned building mountains and growing mountains. And I think we should all have this type of connection. And me and Angela were talking about earlier, like not everyone can focus on the muscle and feel the exact muscle that they're working. But over time, you have, you do build a physical connection between, you know, your central nervous system connecting to the muscle. But you can even build, I believe, uh, a greater envision vision of the actual growth. There's an actual study. That's what I want to talk to you about. There was a study that said that for people who envisioned muscle growth of a specific muscle during their workout and after their workout during the rest, like saw an increase of about 15 or 20 percent in muscle growth versus people who didn't envision the actual growth. And that's growth of the muscle. So like somehow, yeah. So that was Study was recorded. I need to look back on where I read that, but that's, you know, the power of the mind. It's a very crazy thing. Hold on. Like, let me, let me, let me, we need, well, everyone here is probably listening like, what? So you're telling me right now I'm driving, I'm in my office and I can give, I can make some gains. It's an amazing thing. I I believe, I know it sounds like a lot of woo woo, you know, (laughs) woo woo. Okay. With, uh, just the amount of possibility that you know how is that possible i I believe that when your mind kind of 
has this vision of whatever it is it's doing, let's say contracting a muscle, if your mind is doing it on its own, it's kind of preparing the blood flow, preparing the nutrients to get there and preparing the growth. Weren't you talking about a dream where you kind of... Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the dream. Like, like the mind does... It's so powerful. It's so powerful. Well, the wet dream, I'm not going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I Jay's, wasn't talking about that to begin with. No, no, Jay's like, know. dude, come on, man. Now I definitely <laughs> got to change it to explicit now. Dang it. And I'm just kidding. Anyways, uh, we were talking about how, like, activating your muscles through your while you're sleeping. And what, what was the term you used? Um, there was like a, there was like a nerd term that you were using earlier. <laughs> <laughs> In terms of what, what like, like what's it called? Like when you're sleeping and you're like recovering or you're thinking about you're activating your muscles or something else. Uh, so it, it had to do with like REM sleep. Oh, like lucid dreaming? Lucid, is it lucid dreaming? Or I was I like speaking about something else? It was a science term, man. I, yeah. You know me, I forgot what you said. Like, a lot oh. of science terms. But, uh, yeah. I, I Anyways, if you think about it later, I'll bring it up. But anyway, so this happened. We were talking about um, the reason why you dream is you recover, right? Your body puts mm-hmm. something like that, right? Oh, yeah. So when you're in REM sleep, your body <coughs> is put into a safe place for you to kind of act out dangerous uh, scenarios. So that's why you kind of go into REM sleep. Your body is in a type of paralysis. So that's kind of like a safety thing. But your mind is kind of working pretty hard. So is it almost like you're, you're, during sleep, your mind will let you go do crazy shit that you normally wouldn't do in real life? Pretty much. That's essentially what it does. It, it provides a safe place for these things. Because if you think about it, like we can think of crazy shit that we can do. Go out and do, but we don't do that. And then there are things that like, oh, you're mad at somebody like, oh, I'm going to beat this guy up or whatever, you know, but you don't do that. But your brain will act these out. These are things that are in our subconscious. These are things that are, mm. you know, just lying in the back of just back of our thoughts. And uh, your dreams kind of act out these certain things. And, you know, there's also that connection of, you know, physically, like, that's why we're in a, a paralyzed state to kind of safeguard that. Oh, dude, that's so interesting. Like, I'm going to mess your ass. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that that kind of makes sense when you're in these dreams and like, you ever feel like you want to punch somebody and you you can't even move? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you physically can't move. I I just like connected that when I think about it. Oh, that's interesting. So yeah, so Jason brought that up. and, And for me, I had this dream one time where I was working out and it was, I was like running I, I I was I still wasn't injured at the time, so I fully my body was still at its um, you know capabilities, full capabilities. I was running, I was lifting stuff, and it was I don't know why it was an intense ass workout. Mm-hmm. And I remember dreaming about it, like what the, f-? and then I, was, I woke up and dude, I woke up sweating. I woke up sweating, and my like I had literally just worked out. My I'm like. Carlene was like, are you okay? And I and she's like, I'm like sweaty. And my muscles were just like, I, I feel like pumped up. Mm-hmm. I was like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> I was like, it's only happened to me like once. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll wake up from like, you're falling in your dream and you'll wake up sure. like that. But this is like, like I'm dreaming and I'm thinking like I am working out. Mm-hmm. But I know it's a dream, but I woke up like, what the? 
Whoa. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't exactly understand the, the science behind it, but I do know that the mind kind of is capable of, you know, putting your body in not only a state of paralysis, but a state of, like, activeness. Like, there's actual blood flowing through your muscles the same way it would during a workout. You know, your sweat and perspiration and even uh, things mm. like your how many breaths per minute definitely changes in the different phases of sleep. Like, it definitely changes. And if you're dreaming of crazy activity or physical activity, your heart rate will go up, your breathing would, you know, uh, kind of hasten and get faster. Like, these are things that actually happen physiologically. And it's amazing that it happens during your sleep. You know, a lot of stuff goes on with your sleep. Dude, that's insane. Yeah. That's, so, in a sense... You could make gains while you're sleeping. That's, you know what? That's what I think. <laughs> yeah. That's what I think. I, I mean, it is just naturally rest and recovery when you do sleep. And there's right. different phases for recovery, metabolism. But I think, like, there's a way to kind of connect getting proper blood flow to muscles if you thought about it properly. I don't know. Uh, there's, there's got to be some that in the future. That is so interesting. Future technology will be able to do anything, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. So like that, that kind of goes back to the play with mind muscle connection, mm -hmm. right? If, if you can lift this weight in the gym and really like have that mind muscle connection to recruit every single muscle fiber you could, what else is the mind capable of? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean. Like, if, if you can put yourself into, like, this stuff is real shit. You mm -hmm. know, like I didn't make this damn dream up. It was it was really, and you can ask Carlita about it. She was like, are you okay? I'm like, I woke up sweating. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's just, it's stuff that I think about. Like, man, did I, did I just work out in my dream? Yeah. You know, definitely. like, what, did I really just work I out? I mean, we always think that, you know, in order to get bigger, in order to gain muscle, you need a stimuli, you need a load, like, you mm -hmm. need a barbell to kind of lift, but... If you think about an isometric exercise where you're just flexing, that's something that the brain can do on its own. Like your brain can contract all the muscles. Like it happens with, you know, certain, I'm trying to think like when you have tet, like you have a tetanus shot because mm -hmm. you can get tetani, which is like your body's in a shock state and everything's kind of flexed. So like mm. your, your brain controls how your muscles kind of act, you know, that shortening, that contracting. Your brain is in control of that, not the actual weight or load that you have. Mm, you know, mm, mm. it's kind of a protective mechanism for anything. Like the reason why you're able to squat or support yourself before you do a jump instead of you know busting your knees, like your muscles are contracting as a protective mechanism. You mm, know? Yeah, yeah. So, dude, I do we can go on for. We could. This is, this is so interesting. I'm kind of curious. So, we'll rewind a little bit. You know, obviously, you're working with a handful of our clients at Modern Fitness. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think? Let's let's just say, if you get for all of you listening, let's just say, regardless if you believe what we're talking about or not, we don't care. We speak our truth, right? Let's just say there is such a thing as mind muscle connection, right? Just entertain us for a sec if there is why aren't people reaching their goals physically that's a it's a big question it is. Uh, <laughs> it is there's so many factors so many different directions we can go on this path and uh 
let's just let, let, let me rephrase. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I think I mean one important factor that people tend to forget about is everyone is different. Mm. Everyone will react to a different diet the same way, or everyone will react to different. How do I put this easily? Very simply put, if you were on a diet and I was on that same diet and we trained the same way, we would still turn out differently. Mm. There are so many people with these cookie cutter diets thinking like, if you do this diet and train like this, you'll end up this way. But you have to understand that everyone's DNA is different. Everyone is set up differently. It's such a simple concept, but people fail to recognize that and need to realize that they have to adjust certain things, whether it be diet, exercise, that in order to reach their goals. I guess the best way to kind of look at it is you have, let's say you're looking at a playground and it's recess for a daycare and there's two five-year-olds and they eat the same thing every day. They have the same amount of activity every day. And, you know, for to make it simple, they do the same stuff at home every day. If they're eating the same stuff and working out same amount of activity, why is one obese and why is one skinny? And mm. it's definitely like a genetics thing. So two different people will not get the same results from the same diet and same activity. That's what people need to realize. People are different. People will react to different diets, different foods. They metabolize different macronutrients and micronutrients differently. And it changes people from you know, and, and I think that's where the failure is. Like people have many expectations because it works for your friend. Mm-hmm. Keto works for your friend, but it's not going to work for you necessarily. And there's so many factors with, you know, why it can and can't work. And that's what people have to understand. And you have to adjust your goals accordingly or adjust, you know, the training accordingly. Mm. That is awesome. That's, yeah, I'm just... The stuff that, you know, you hear about, but you don't really, you know, I, I really like the analogy you made. Like, how come this kid is this? How come this kid is this? They're doing the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. And my answer is one kid is probably Filipino. His <laughs> <laughs> family probably making his ass eat a bunch of rice. Uh-huh. I mean, you know how it is, man. You know how it is, man. Power to the moat, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna edit that out. I, I don't know. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. Not sure. Um... But if, for that person that's listening right now, what would you say to them? Like, like Coach Jason, I'm working out. I am eating right. And, you know, let's just assume they actually are. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just, you know, whatever. Um, but I'm not getting the results. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to feel like this fitness, nutrition stuff isn't for me. What should I do? I mean, there's... A couple things you can do. One thing I would first do is kind of reassess your goals. I mean, is your goal to be... It's either this. It's either aesthetic or it's health-related. And I think that people should always go to the health-related goals first. Mm. People go through aesthetics first and how they look as kind of, a, you know, the standard, like, oh, I'm going to lose 30 pounds and I'm going to look like this. Because everyone has that vision. Anyone can have that vision. But no one has the vision of, I'm going to lose 30 pounds and my cholesterol is going to be down 15, 15 points. And I'm going to be able to play with my kids for you know 30 minutes longer because my cardio is better and my heart's working better. Nobody thinks of the health-related uh, 
benefits as their priority for a goal versus looks. And I think if you reassess your goals, um, you know, that can be a, a great benefit because honestly, like the people you see in social media, all the top athletes or the people that just look good, like it's not always possible for every single person. And that's where it kind of goes back to genetics. You know, some people will deposit more fat in their abdomen versus, you know, their arms. And it's just a normal thing. And some people may not ever have, you know, a six pack abs. It seems like, you know, a cliche thing to talk about, but yeah. it's completely true because of genetics or because of, you know, how you were, uh, raised um, with the diet you've had growing up there's so many factors but I would reassess your goals and kind of understand that you know the health benefits outweigh the uh, kind of aesthetic benefits and me being older I am older I guess like I've gone through the different reasons for training and the different reasons for you know kind of going on diets and going on, you know, these phases of strength workouts versus, you know, like high intensity cardio workouts and interval training, you know, so there's, there's different, you know, ways of kind of understanding what's best for you. Hmm. Hmm. I, you know, dude, you've been dropping a ton of knowledge on this and I'm really hoping that everyone back home or listening in your car or wherever you're listening in, I hope that you took something away from this because we covered a lot of topics in this short amount of time and there's definitely a lot of things we're going to go over more um but you got to get into the facebook group because that's where coach jason does a lot of his magic that's what (coughs) not just that but you know the facebook group was created so that we can help more people out if you're going to live in the shadows why live in the shadows of google because anyone can post something and then now you're on a cookie cutter system yeah so if if you want to get more in touch with Coach Jason and kind of hear his more of his story, some more of his expertise, that's something we we do on the Facebook group. Is it a shameless plug? Hell yeah, it's a shameless plug. I'm 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 proud of what we do. I'm proud of the lives and the changes we're we're able to the the lives we're able to change based off of our goals as a business mm-hmm. as a company. Um, but yeah, dude, no, I really appreciate you making the time to to come here and meet and record this podcast. Um, Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, it was great. Dude. That was fun, man. Yeah, yeah it, it was great. It was, man. It was Always great. good talking to you because it's these things that I don't talk to with a lot of people. Yeah. And, uh, you know, all this knowledge that I want to kind of express, I guess, you know, like I, I don't talk about it much. I yeah. really don't. Yeah. And if you guys are not signed up, in our newsletter if you're not in the facebook group if you're not signed up on the newsletter you're missing out um coach jason has willingly taken on the whole blog thing and this guy is a phenomenal writer he's going to be filling up our blog you know once a week try to teach more uh, add more value to you guys so i'm excited i hope you guys are excited i hope you guys got some value from this talk um, Jason, I appreciate you, brother. I'm looking forward to uh, more of these. There's Me too, man. Be more of these. Me too. Thank you. This is great. Awesome. Oh, it's awesome. All right, guys. We appreciate you. Thank you. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll talk to you guys later. Thank you, guys.